Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to What A Load Of Cobblers, the debrief, a conversation on Crew Alexandra 2, Northampton Town 1. I'm Tom Reed, and today I'm joined by local democracy reporter James Averill, Warlock regular Martin Maloney, Cobblers fan Ian Townsend, and Peter Morse, BBC Radio Stoke summariser for Crew Alexandra. How are you doing, guys? You all right? Yeah, fine, thanks. Yeah, Good, thank you. Well, probably not as well as Peter. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go to Peter first, actually, to the victor of the spoils. Uh, it's always nice to, you know, speak, let the, you know, the winners have the first word on it. <laughs> Peter, from a crew perspective you know there must be a happy camp right now yeah i think so um obviously uh with the way that the game ended it would have been less happy if uh there'd been three minutes of injury time and not five but um yeah i mean it's um they're they are a joy to watch crew when they're when they play like that they've, they've, they've had a f- quite a few performances like that and and to be fair i think i got it fairly right in speaking to you beforehand in in, in the way yeah. that um you know I, I sort of described crew i thought that uh I was actually thinking that as the game was going on, this is this is exactly what I've talked about because they've uh, they've lost a lot of games one 0 playing like that, battering the opposition. I mean, Ipswich in particular murdered them for ninety minutes and lost off a set piece. And um, they, they, like I say, that's happened uh, more than once this uh, season. And and you, you did start to fear it happening again um, because I thought Northampton defended really well. I thought I thought uh, you know they they were committed, they were organised. And yes, obviously you can get frustrated at crew, but actually I thought that um, you know they, they they put in a real shift in terms of defensively. Um, so yeah, delighted with the performance and obviously the result in the end. And um, yeah, it's a ple- it's a pleasure to watch them at the minute because they play some really good stuff. And, and the players that I highlighted to you in the in the build up as well really came to the fore. Pickering and Kirk down that left hand side I thought were exceptional. Yeah, they really they really stood out for me. And without blowing your trumpet too much, I think you got this. Go right in when we were talking previous. I think he said the two one result, so did pretty well with that too. So <laughs> wonders <yeah>. never see. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was it was perceptive sort of analysis, and we talked about it before the game that it was going to be a clash of styles, and sadly to an extent it went exactly you know how we discussed it might. Let's go to James first from a Northampton perspective. Um, for me, and I'll talk about it later. Later, the um, the in- lack of intent from Cobblers really ground my gears, and you know, disappointing all round, wasn't it, James? Well, it was one of those where we had a bright start, and you look at the other away victories we've had. We've scored pretty early uh, within kind of the first twenty minutes of them. So you, you think, okay, it's following a similar template to some of the other victories that we've had this year, but it seemed. This felt like more like a home performance away from home. I felt in in terms of the way that we've been playing this year, 
we're at home we've tended to be kind of backs to the wall we've played our more kind of expressive stuff away from home but I didn't feel like we really continued with the attacking impetus like we've had in those other victories so yeah it it was kind of disappointing and and as, as the game went on you could kind of see how how it was you kind of had a feeling for how it was going to turn out especially i think when when the red card happened so uh yeah it, it, it was a disappointing result absolutely sure that's a that's a fair summary um well, crew in credit with credit to crew crew plays some very good stuff and it was nice to see actually a league one level that teams can actually play a bit of football for some of the interplay especially down that left wing was absolutely terrific um, martin we're, you're a Wallach regular. We talk regularly about, um, you know, watching Cobblers over the years. You've been around the block a bit. Do you, what do you make of the way Cobblers are playing at the moment? And do you think that it's uh, partly Cobblers set up, which is sort of hamstringing them before we started? I think <clears throat> I think it was a lot that, that disappointed me sort of yesterday. I mean, to get that bright start, as um, as James alluded to, um, and a one, you know, wonderful free kick, you know, not typical sort of, free kick goal but you know something had been worked on or you know some clever movement and it was like oh you know we do you know what <clears throat> I've said before I, I fancy us away from home a lot more than I do at, at home it'll only be frankly it's probably only gonna be worse once um, we have a few more fans back in there but <clears throat> it was almost like scoring a goal knocked the stuffing out of us which isn't really how it should yeah. happen <clears throat> so the first <clears throat> the first half I thought we were fairly game we were you know, we tried, you know, to to attack. Although crew, summer cruise football, um, it was a joy to watch. I mean, no no real surprises there and watch crew over the years. Um, but it just felt like we got further and further on the back foot. There were probably a couple of um, you know questionable decisions that, that went against. There was one, I think, when Hoskins bursting through. Um, but ultimately, um, we were the architects of our, our own downfall. You know, we had yellow, you know, yellow card for time wasting the first half. I think I posted in our WhatsApp chat as the game was going on. That's mm. like that's a real own goal to be getting getting one for time wasting that early. Um, and then we just fell back in on ourselves, and ultimately, you know, a lot of things, you know, not just with with football, with other other things in in life and work, you know. Fairly sure. If you keep keep following a good process and you keep creating chances and getting ball into the ball into the box as as Crew did, sooner or later you're gonna you get you know you're gonna have the outcomes you want. And and what was you know refreshing about Crew was they stuck to their their plan and executed it brilliantly. Didn't panic and you know got their you know their their just rewards um, right at the end. But I, I do you know. It's hard to put your finger on exactly what it is that's that's wrong in the camp. I mean, <clears throat> six weeks or so ago, I was saying I was really concerned because I think they were lacking bottle and heart as well. No lack of effort, I didn't think, in the Cobblers players. You know, they, they defended doggedly. You know, it was a great, you know, if, if that finished 1-1, we'd have said it was rubbish football, but a great, you know, spirited backs-to-wall performance, which, you know, it's, it's you know, you still got to take that positive out of it. But we don't seem to have a way of getting back in charge of a game. You know, yeah. of always taking the initiative, and that for me feels it's maybe more about personnel than it is about about structures. Because teams don't, you know, football teams and players do not don't choose to sit back and defend on the back on the edge there their eighteen yard box. They're pushed back by by the other team. You know, it's not a conscious decision. And you know, 
I think we've we've had these conversations before. But where you know, where's our who's the guy who's going to take it by the scruff of the neck? You know, R- Ricky Holmes came out and said something. I thought some really interesting things about players being braver, taking more responsibility, and the manager can't go out and kick the ball for you. And I think yeah, there's it really does feel we're lacking character, you know, character leadership out there and. That I think more than the tactics or the quality is probably what's holding us back. Yes, yeah, it's, it's sort of one angle, isn't it? I think Ricky Holmes was being kind there to Keith Cole, and I do think the setup well, is a problem. Tracks, it has that, been, that probably helps. <laughs> yeah, it's setup's been a problem for for weeks, and you know, we we looked at a lot of the stats, and I'll, I'll talk about a couple of them later. They are they really aren't. They really aren't good in any at any level. So I, don't, I think it's just been slightly kind to let um, Keith Curl off the hook. Players go out. He's very shape-orientated and he's very um, orientated towards trying to stop the other team play. So they, in my opinion, mostly stick to his his direction. So I don't think we can let him off the hook on that one. Um, Ian, as an everyday fan, like, what did you make of the game and what is it like for you as an everyday fan watching the way Cobblers are playing at the moment? Um, it's it's frustrating, really. I do think we we have got uh, one or two quality players. Um, I think mm. in the likes of Sowerby and obviously Ricky Holmes. But you need to play to their strengths, and we're sitting far too deep for the likes of Ricky Holmes to have an influence on the game. Fair enough. It was his run that um, we obviously a good running made him score the goal. We don't. We never got close enough to the goal after that. And um, picking up on what Peter said earlier about the. Uh, the defensive display we put on, yeah, it was a cracking defensive display because we have enough practice of it. That's all we seem to be doing, especially that second half. I mean, it was appalling to watch. Um, and a lot of people will stick up for Curl, but I really think he needs to come out and um, accept some of the responsibility because this is down to his tactics. We're not getting forward. We're sitting back, inviting the pressure all the way through the game. Um, I think somebody posted somewhere on one of the sites that the age of the crew Alexandra team, they're not overly experienced. I mean, we've got the likes of Chris Lyons and, and um, Dickie Adams, all these experienced players. That, and we don't seem to have any leaders on the pitch. When the likes of Chris Lyons, I think he should be made captain and bring him out there. Our defence is still very young. Um, Max Dyche came on. And I can imagine he's going to be thrown under the bus on, on against Oxford, like Keith Curl's done with youngst, youngsters in the past. So uh, that's not going to have a negative effect. But it, it just seems totally negative at the moment. I, I can't think of many positives at the moment. I've never been a positive person about the Cobblers anyway. I've watched them long enough. But at this certain time, it just doesn't seem up to much. Yeah, that seems a, that seems a fair summary. I'm, I've been looking it's for positives. I always try and balance fair, stuff yes. out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. I always try and balance stuff out. And um, if we're looking for positives for the Cobblers, I think probably the only positive is Ricky Holmes getting back into that team and scoring. I'd say that was the only positive. Um, Peter, from a you know a crew perspective. How did you th- you think Artel tinkered with his lineup a little bit to try and deal with us? Because you said he was going to, and I think he did, didn't he? Particularly the the back line slightly. Yeah, essentially we played um, 
uh, an extra centre half at right back, Luke Offord, who isn't the biggest centre half, um, but he he's played. I think yesterday was his twenty eighth game um, in the first team, and all twenty seven before that have been at centre half. We got a clue in midweek um, with the the Papa John's selection that um, he was gonna. We, we, we guess he was gonna do that, and we and we know. I mean, Northampton absolutely battered us at, uh, at your place last season, so we know we, you know what's coming. Um, and that was the only that was the only measure just to you know because crew on the biggest side and just to get an extra big and in there with with Perry Ng the captain and right back who's suspended anyway they, they've got to do something about the right back and that's what he did for this game whether he does that for the next game it wasn't the it wasn't what he did for the first game when Perry was suspended he, you know he, there's a young lad called Travis Johnson who, who who is a right back and he played him but uh, yeah I think this was a measure to deal with the the obvious threat that Northampton have got from set pieces. <laughs> Um, but uh, but that that will that will be it uh, for you know in terms of that it, it, they wouldn't ever change a shape or change a, an ethos and and quite frankly they they can't um, as we spoke before the game crew are literally set up to be a certain way um, a lot of those lads have played you know Pickering and Kirk for instance they were at the club before they were ten. Um, so it's ever likely they've got a good understanding down that left hand side, and, and you can't turn them around, and, and you can't turn around and, t- and tell them to start shelling it long um, because they're sort of uh, footballing. Um, <laughs> it's like indoctrinated. I don't know what the word is like. Uh, that's what they are. They're, they're footballers, and, they, yeah. and, they, and crew and crew want want to play that, and, and, and it is a challenge. And it is interesting when you come up against such a clash of styles. It is. A battle of who can impose their style on the game and make the game look the way they want it to do. And obviously, um, at Northampton last season, it, crew couldn't play. You know, Northampton stopped them playing. Uh, they battered them with long balls. They got the goals. Um, it, it was the worst defeat and the worst performance of Crew's excellent season uh, last time. So the message really, although he did, you know, give a nod towards uh, the threats that Northampton have got by uh, just adding a bit of height to the back line, the message would have been get the ball down and play. Doesn't matter what they're doing. Doesn't matter how much pressure there is. Play from the back. Yeah. Obviously, we noticed that Keith Curl had said let Omar Beckles have the ball all the time because uh, the, the centre half who was basically allowed to more or less walk 40 yards forward. Because he because yeah. he isn't the best passer in the team, we it's not the first time we've seen that. Um, but what they what crew wouldn't do is say, well, if they're only going to let Omar have the ball, we're going to abandon it. Okay, kick the ball out a couple of times, but he actually played some good passes and and they they, they, they stuck to the guns and and obviously got the result in the end. Yeah, I thought Beckham was very good, actually. Very impressive in defence. Uh, yeah, most of your players were pretty impressive. I think it came a, a bad time for Cole because you just highlighted a lot of the problems we've got in our camp. Especially um, with the ethos and the style of play. Yeah, of course. Cool. Um, Pete, I just as you're talking about the game last season, which was, you know, um, effectively two teams, same managers, two teams trying to play the same styles and very, very different outcomes. Because for all of it was two one because we defended well. If it had finished five one, we'd have had, you know, we could have had no complaints. I thought crew seemed much more physical out of possession I thought they stood up to us really well but from a crew point of view could you put your finger on what has what the difference is is it that crew are simply was simply better or Hampton was simply worse or is this because we you know we saw last season it wasn't always pretty but we would tend to roll over good footballing teams with with our style and how we played this season is very much not happening. And I wonder if you could pinpoint a few bits, because, you know, we're all pretty down, as you can tell. But 
that probably is the most chalk and cheese thing that we can we can see of us with our style at our best and us with our style at, at our worst and how did it look from your end what had changed well i think um crew crew that, that that is still the type of team that crew will struggle against most and it, and it is that uh, initial um can you stamp your your authority in your game on on this uh, on this fixture and and make it and don't let it be a ball about a game about the ball being in the air and scrapping for seconds and all that sort of stuff and they don't always manage it um but um at, at home you would probably back them to do it more often than than you know, perhaps away games tight pitches don't suit them um, so we, they lost in the FA Cup at Cheltenham, tight pitch. Didn't, didn't play particularly well at Burton, which is another tight pitch. Got beat at Accrington, another tight pitch. So that that plays into it. I can't off the top of my head remember what the pitch in Northampton's like in terms of the, the size. Bobby. Well, yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. But um, yeah, that doesn't suit them. But I think I think from just look at your your perspective. Um, you're in a higher league now, and and those teams that play football are going to be better at it. I mean, there is a reason yeah. why the top teams in the world all play football. No one will have success playing in the style that Northampton do. The higher up you go, uh, yeah. there's the odd anomaly, but really, you see, you know, the very top Liverpool and Man City, and the goalkeeper is basically an outfield player, and they'll give it the centre halves under pressure, and they will play, um, they'll rebound it into midfield and back out under pressure, and it's foot, it's total football, and that's the way it is now, and and obviously. If you continue with that style and you have some success, um, that success will bring promotion, and that promotion will make it ever more difficult. And and listen, crew have done that to a few teams this season, so don't don't think it's necessarily just um, just yourselves. And and to teams with different styles, I mean, Ipswich don't particularly go long, um, but you know, crew absolutely played them off the park. Um, vice versa, crew lost one nil at Sunderland. Well, that could have been six or seven nil. They got absolutely murdered. So, as you know, consistency is the key for any side of any style at this level, um, and it, that's yeah. always the challenge and something that you, that anyone who who nails any consistency is is going to be successful and probably challenge towards the top half of the season. But I, I do think that I, I do think that playing that sort of style of football, if you're winning, it hides a multitude of sins, doesn't it? The players will buy into it. They'll, you know, they might not enjoy playing that way, but if you come home on a Saturday night and you've won and you've, you've got your your bonus and the, everything's all right with the world, the fans are happy. The fans will, you know, always want success and, and don't mind how it comes. But the minute you stop winning every week or most weeks, but you're still playing like that, I think so, it, it, it's got a very limited shelf life with the players. The players will really, well, we're not enjoying it and we're not winning. And the supporters obviously won't enjoy watching it, and I think that's always the difficulty. Yeah. You might Stoke's a local club here, um, and you saw that with Stoke with Tony Pulis, who performed absolute miracles to get them into the Premier League and then keep them in the Premier League. But in the end, it was getting difficult in the Premier League. They were still surviving, and it was still suiting them. It was still doing enough to keep them in the Premier League. But the fans, in the end, turned around and well, we're fed up of watching this now because we're not winning every week, and yeah. and and they got him out. Which, by the way looks like, a, you know, you've got to be careful what you wish for because since they let him go, they had a couple of years under Mark Hughes and then they've struggled since. So you, you've got that perhaps balance. I, I can I can get the idea that maybe the fans won't be very impressed with what they're seeing from Keith Curl, but he, he, he got his success this way and you have to you have to accept it's going to be more difficult the higher you go just just by the nature of the, the way the game is. Yeah, that's a, that's a good summary. And I think that, let's face it, 
people like Tony Poulis, you know, Wickham, um, Gareth Ainsworth, they, they've got a lot of specialist players or they have a lot of specialist players. And I think the difference from last season to next for is our team is weaker than it was in League Two. I don't think there's too much argument about that. And those specialist players aren't there, but we're still trying to flog the same sort of dead horse. Um, let's move on quickly. We'll go through, I'll quickly go through the goal because um, it was a clever one. The, the first Cobblers goal was a clever one because everyone was expecting a big punt into the box and um, the ball went down the line from Adams, I think it was, and then Hoskins crossed in for Holmes to score, which was a, a nice moment. And actually, I thought it was pretty clever um, from Northampton. Um, but then let's move on to the real talking point, I think, from the Cobblers' perspective in that things went downhill from there. And Joe Martin was booked around the 25th, 26th minute for time-wasting. Um, we'll go to you, James, on that one. It was a bit of a, a difficult moment because there was two players over the around the ball, and it's a bit of sort of difficult to say who was actually time wasting there, James. But you really don't want to be time wasting after that amount of time, do you? No, I mean whether he actually was, uh, I think, is is up for debate. But I think the fact that the referee is of that mind that they're already time wasting doesn't help uh, the situation. Yeah. So you almost kind of normally you something you see with refs they don't book people for time wasting until like the ninety fifth minute or whatever where they go oh right I better show that I've noticed the time wasting now um, so it's pretty unusual to get booked that early on and then when you get onto the kind of actual sending off decision uh, I mean I think I think the first one is, is is up for debate the second one I have to say I've normally got. You normally question why defenders make daft challenges when they're on, on a booking, but I've got a lot of sympathy with Joe Martin for, for the second booking, to be honest. I don't think it's a booking. And I think if there's a foul in there, to be honest, I think it's on, on Martin. So I thought it was I thought it was a pretty harsh decision overall. Yeah, let's okay, let's I'll bring some other people in on the the second one, which is slightly more contentious. Uh, I've looked at it a few times and unfortunately the camera angle is really bad and there's a player in the way. And obviously it looks like there's a coming together between the crew players just before. But it just seems that uh, Martin's body angle and just where his foot is and where the referee is, it creates a difficult decision for the referee. And considering, you know, know, people are supposed to be sort of taking it easy at the moment. It just it just created him created the referee a difficult decision. So I can see sort of both sides of it. I can see why yellow card was brandished, and I can see exactly what James is saying. Let's go to you on that, Ian. What do you reckon about that? That that you know, Joe Martin second yellow card. Um, I'm in a, a similar position to you, really. I, I, I'd I'd like to see it again from a different angle. Um, there didn't seem to be too much many complaints from the cobblers after that. I know Joe Martin had a, complained about it, but there wasn't too many other players. It was as if they just uh, they settled for it rather than complained about it. So there must have been something in it. But like I said, I'd like to see it again. Yeah, the camera angle doesn't do any favours for it. And I see where the referee's positioned as well. Not great to make those sort of decisions. Um, Peter, what, what was Crew? Apparently Crew were quite sort of livid about the, the challenge at the time, as you know, a, a Crew would be, I guess. But what, what do you? What is your reason? You know, reason of the your second yellow card for mine. Um, I, yeah, I was at the other angle because um, I was at the game. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's probably, probably I haven't thought about it so uh, d- deeply as you because it's easy when you're at the other side of it. But 
yeah. it, it, it looked it looked a booking to me. It looked like he just kind of jumped in. I don't think he got the ball. I think the big question mark was what was there a nudge on him beforehand, and was you know just just going into that. I think I think that's what the the Northampton staff and. I know that that was the conversation. Um, I, I know that I, I'm pretty sure that's what Keith Kill said to, to said to the referee and said to David Artell afterwards that he felt there was a foul on Martin beforehand. Um, it was there was two or three players there, and it uh, I, I, I kind of expected a booking, and I, and and we were then just trying to wait, make work out was he the player who'd been booked in the first half? Because I, I agree with you there. If, if he's booking Joe Martin, he should have booked the lad on the ball or neither. I don't understand how he sort of pinpointed one player for time wasting when there was two, two, two of them were time wasting. You can argue whether it should have been a booking or just a warning. Um, I don't know, but um, I, yeah, I thought the challenge was a booking, and then we were like, was it was it him who got the first yellow card? And obviously, it turned out it was. Yeah, I guess from a Northampton perspective, we're debating things that are sort of fairly needless. So the first booking is needless, time wasting. After that amount of time, is just a little bit silly. The second one. Really don't want to be debating that either, you know, in terms of a, a player sent off at, at such a crucial time when pressure is mounting on cobblers. Um, let's move on to the second goal for Crew. The first one, you know, it was deserved, um, but the second one, uh, you know, it came in the sort of the last minute. Really, was it ninety plus four minutes? Uh, it just felt like the Alamo to an extent, and Northampton was so far back they were almost sort of in the stands. We 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 dropped so deep. Um, I'll go to you on this, Martin. Do you think that Cobblers, by that point, were inviting that goal and it was sort of inevitable? It, it, it was feeling that way. The crew were having so much possession and the Cobblers just, just couldn't really get out. I mean, one of our problems is we don't... If you're going to play long ball, you've got to have someone who can hold it up. And Smith has probably had a good little spell, I think, for a few games, but it's not really sticking up there. Um Chukwameka, he had that one great run, which almost, you know, it's just getting the ball in the opposition half and keeping it there for a while by whatever means is the best way of not conceding. But in general, it was too little of that crew were getting the ball back quickly and they were getting, you know, they were getting into good positions, putting crosses over. And it was probably, well, it's never inevitable, but it was unsurprising when they when they did score. And I do, I do worry because I think both, I don't think Curl has too much faith in either of our keepers, if I'm honest. And I can see why, because it feels like Arnold doesn't come out and dominate particularly well. You know, the top, you know, when you're under pressure, the keeper coming out and taking crosses more often would start to that then enables defenders to push out more. And I feel that Arnold has got has gone backwards on on doing that. And Mitchell doesn't look the answer either. And you know, I get there are lots and lots of things that are wrong with us. Um, and a lot of them at the same time feels like a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I, I thought Arnold did actually okay yesterday. He did make, I he made some good saves. He made some good saves. Yeah, I just, I yeah, it's that it's that dominating the area. And I think you know we had some excellent centre halves last season. We don't this we don't so much this year. And any centre half, if you've got a keeper that's going to come and dominate to the edge of his 18, the eighteen yard box you can then defend further up. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good goal, you know, well worked and well deserved. And yeah, wasn't surprising. Yeah. Um, Ian, as a you know, as, as a cobbler's fan, what's what's it like watching these games where I, I'm calling it a rope-a-dope style, you know? 
as a boxer would do, just try and take up as much pressure as you can and try and land a, you know, a cheeky, you know, sucker punch or something. Ian, as a, as a fan, what's that actually like to watch? Sort of, and it's been going on for a few games now. Do you think it's sustainable? I don't think it can be. I don't, we, we have got to come out of the blocks earlier and, and get on the front foot. We, we, we know we can do that. We saw we do that at Wembley and the, the playoff games. I know we've got some different players, but equally we've brought in some, like I say, with the likes of Ricky Holmes, you've brought him back in and he looks like he could be on fire given the right opportunity. But we just can't sustain that um, that uh, that style of play, I don't think. Um, I've, I've just read a stat somewhere that in the 28th minute was the last time we had a shot on target. And that's outrageous. 28th minute and we've not had a shot at goal after that. Mm. Um People say about possession, oh, possession doesn't matter. In my opinion, of course it does. If, if you've only got 25% possession, that's three, four, three quarters of the game, you're not going to, got no chance of scoring a goal. We've got to change. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree on that one. And I think it's really important. I think the stat is about, you know, the first shot on, on goal is really important. And I think that is where we have to be level you know, level-headed in our approach, so we don't sort of turn into a you know Arsenal fans TV thing, just hammering what's happened with you know no no basis. Um, for me, what I found sad in the past week is the sporting compass around the club. So after the Fleetwood win, we had a week of this sort of skewed narrative that possession doesn't matter, and the stats really aren't important at Cobblers. We're sort of somehow different, you know, from from the rest of the game, and you know, comparing Cobblers with Spurs and st- stuff like that from people that I think should know a little bit better. Um, and for me, like possession, and the crew showed this exactly. Crew like turned up at the right time to highlight what's going on at Goblins. Possession is a really good indicator of skill, on comfort on the ball, passing ability, and impacting the game in a positive way. And they were all things that Crew were really good at, and Cobblers weren't good at yesterday. And um, like it or not, the game is increasingly a stats-driven one, especially at the top level, where there's whole departments dedicated to stats that. You know, Premier League clubs, and we, we we can't escape that. And I'll just give you a couple of stats that are quite sobering on Cobblers. These are very basic stats, and Keith Kurt always talks about uh, the fundamentals of football. So these are these are stats from Cobblers um, from WhoScored.com, which is quite a reputable um, account. Uh, no, this was today. I, I looked at these. So for possession, Cobblers have the second percent, uh, second lowest percentage for possession in League One. Who's lower? Success. Pardon? Who's lower? <laughs> There is one team, I can't remember who it is. I might have a look in a minute. So, past success, we're the second lowest in League One. Goals, we're the joint second lowest in League One. So, people say that possession don't count and goals count. Well, we're second for lowest for goals as well. Wins, joint third lowest in League One. Shots per game, fourth lowest, uh, fourth lowest in League One. Shots on target per game, fourth lowest in League One. This goes on and on. Short passes per game, second lowest in League One. Tackles per game, third lowest in League One. Interceptions per game, second lowest in League One. This this next one ties into what Martin's been talking about in, and James in terms of getting crosses in like we used to. We've actually got the joint third lowest crosses per game in League One and dribbles per game, the actual lowest in League One. So Keith Cole talks about the fundamentals of the game, which is ironic because it's not what we're getting right for me. And, you know, if you're interested in stats, as a modern game largely is, would it surprise you if someone said that Cobblers would end up in the bottom four at the end of the season, you know, looking at their stats? And I don't think it would. So that, that's the nuts and bolts of what we're doing. So if you've got the nuts and bolts aren't right, the style isn't right, and we're not really 
having much intent what are we actually playing at you know that's what it all boils down to in what what's your take on that the stats aren't good the intent's not there how how, how as a fan do you quantify that <clears throat> sense? um like you say stats Sorry are all... hitting you with figures there. <laughs> yeah you you can use stats as however you want but then it, that just goes to show stats wise we're a bottom four side and, and the way we're playing we're a bottom four side we've got teams that are below us now the likes of Wigan had a good win yes did they win by a few goals yesterday did they beat Accrington mine because you're a better they, man I think, yeah, I had Accrington in Milaka, so naturally they did lose. <laughs> I think they may have finished 3-2. They raced into a 3-0 lead and I think 3-2 last I'd heard. But as I also had the cobblers in Milaka, I'd stopped looking. <laughs> you get people saying, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be all right because there's four teams worse than us. Um, my question is, is there? If, if somebody like Wigan's going to start to score some goals and, and come good, then we've got them to worry about. Uh, six points coming up this week. We've got Oxford to worry about. They made the playoffs last year. So we really need to do something, but I'm not too sure what it is because I know that um, Mr. Curl will be staying there for the foreseeable future. I really don't know where we go. Well, some clubs have made a change, haven't they? So I think Bristol Rovers made a really early change. We brought Tisdale in and I think they had a good win yesterday. So there are things that can be done. Uh, this idea that cobblers can't play any decent football is just sort of impossible for us. I don't, I don't buy that. But obviously, it's a difficult time, and you know, this is a pandemic going on, so we, we do have to balance that one out. Um, let's move to a talking point from a guy called Niall Hollowell on Twitter, who um, is leading our prediction league by quite some way. So he obviously knows a little bit about football. So he's he put after the game. Uh, I might get pelters for this, but if we're going, we're not going to change manager. I would rather us get relegated and be a side going after games in League 2 than a side in League 1 going one up after three minutes and resorting to time wasting in the 24th minute. Today was so embarrassing as a club. Um, which I think is a, you know, it's a, it's a reasonable point. Might agree with it, might not. Um, I will go around the group on that one. It's the old adage, isn't it? Do you die on your feet or live on your knees sort of thing? Do you, do you, do you go out fighting really and at least you know make a fight of it and try and play the game of football properly? Um, I'll go to you on that one, James. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I, I kind of think back to when we had Dean Austin as manager yeah. and we were playing good football, but losing games under him. And uh, I, I didn't really, I, I think it was a degree of sympathy for, for, for Dean when he got sacked because you know, he, he's, he's, he's a very sound guy, but I don't recall too many people going, well, you know, let's, let's, let's stick with him. You know, that the, the football's better than, than it has been in previous years. The, the result was kind of the, everyone was thinking, well, we're losing games here. Um, so I think it's possibly a bit easier to, I, I do completely understand what, what, what Niall is saying in that if you're losing, I think you'd rather watch, good football losing I think I don't think anyone could dispute that point but I think it's easier to say that when that's the alternative in reality when Dean Austin was sacked and we were playing reasonable football uh, for, for most of his tenure and we, we were just kind of not sharp enough in both boxes um, I didn't really recall kind of like a huge outpouring of oh he shouldn't have been sacked um, that that said uh, like, like I say, I think it's difficult to dispute with the point that if you're going to go down, 
I think you'd rather be entertained watching it 100%. I think that's indisputable. With Austin, though, I think that's these are sort of um, contrasts, you know, contrasts of extremes, really. Austin was a rookie manager. Yeah. No, with no, with no real you know, experience as a, a league football manager. So it's not as if that's any alternative to Curl, is it? Someone who's a complete rookie who's going to, you know, go forward a bit, but completely open at the back. You know, as Bristol Rovers have shown and other clubs that have made changes have shown, there are out-of-work experienced managers which can make small to medium-term increase, you know, improvements on the on the football and... Oh, yeah. I, I think the idea that there's not an alternative to Curl out there is nonsense. Of course there is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And... I think the, the, I've, I've mentioned the fact before that it. I think it was last time I was on. It's going to be interesting to see whether Keith sticks or twists with this approach, mm. because there, like I said, there's been signs this season where he looked like he was trying to change the style of play, but that's almost been completely abandoned now. I think back to the game at Plymouth away where we we did lose, but I thought we played some good football, and Jack Sowerby was at the heart of everything. Now he barely gets a kick of the football. And we seem to have abandoned that kind of changing approach because it was kind of getting us a, a few more results. Now, the, like everyone's alluded to, when you play that style of football but you don't get the results, that's when the problems and start and the you know the outpouring of kind of angst comes from the support base. So it's still going to be interesting to see whether he persists with this tactic or not. Um, I think everyone deep down, would rather we played football like crew than than the style we do now. Um, but at the end of the day, if it keeps us up, Keith will see that as justified. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a reasonable summary and uh, a balanced one. I can see where Nile's coming from completely. And yeah, I, I don't think we should be going to this sort of line that there's nothing out there for the Cobblers and this is sort of our lot and we... Not that you said that, James, but that's that is sort of a line I hear that if, if you want better football, go and watch another team. You know, I, I don't buy that at all. Um, Ian, what about you? Do you do you sort of sympathise with what Niall said there? That you know, sometimes yeah, abso- absolutely try at least. Yeah, you you really want to see your team trying harder. Um, yeah, even last season at times it's debatable whether we would have gone up if the season had continued, but even last season, there seemed to be very few games that I enjoyed watching. Uh, one in particular, Plymouth, I thought we were superb last season. And after that, I can't think of many, maybe Burton away. But I'd like to see them play like that every week. We've got the ability in some of the players to play like that every week, but we seem to be it's sort of waving a white flag at the bottom of the league at the moment, and I don't want to see that. Um, I'm not saying the players are not putting in the effort, but they're putting in the effort in the wrong areas, um, which isn't, it's just not nice to watch. You know, I've always wanted to see good attacking teams. Some people said that um, Colin Coldwood's team was, was negative, but I don't see that myself. We have the likes of Martin Smith and Ian Taylor and Jess playing in those sides. I know finances are different, but, you know, there are players we've got to make us exciting, but they're not being given the opportunity. So, as for, yeah, I'd rather be in League League Two. League Two now, and I keep forgetting where we are these days. League Two, I'd rather be in there playing decent football and at least trying to win games. Yeah, I get, I get that side of it. I, I can also get the side of it that, and I talked about it before, that 
the way football's changing, we really want to be as high up the leagues as possible um, and, you know, be pushing as high up as possible. I spoke to our Quinton chairman, Andy Holt, and he was saying we're really trying to get as high up as possible because if the winds change with funding and stuff, we want to be up there as much as possible. But at the same time, I just think that the way Keith Cole's playing is unsustainable and it will end up with us in League Two anyway, eventually. So it's sort of like we're getting Pyrrhic victories at the moment, which are good in the short term at some points, you know, the Fleetwood one stuff like that but in the long term I don't, don't think it's going to get us anywhere let's um let's go to Peter let him have the last word and then we'll wrap up um Peter what do you think was you know really positive from crew yesterday and the the way they play and you know how do you think it's going to set you up for the rest of the season um, well, I mean, you can always say the result is, is, is an obvious positive, but it, it, it was the performance. Um, as I've said before, we've seen them play like that uh, quite quite often this this season, but they've also struggled to do it. Probably of late, they've had uh, more of a dip in terms of the form and not been able to impose their game on on uh, on other teams. They've been turning that corner a little bit, um, and that was them back to their um, back to how we know this side, um, and. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I really don't think many results, um, particularly set up the next result, particularly at this level. I mean, yes, it, it'll be good for confidence, but it, it is always that consistency. And and as as someone alluded to, it's obviously a young side. It isn't it? Isn't an inexperienced side though. I will say that there's there's a lot. I think there were seven or or eight homegrown players in the starting eleven yesterday, but. And, and a lot of them are, well, they're all under 24, but some of them are, have played nearly 200 games. So, the, you know, you get these players at crew who are, say, 22 years old and, and played 150 games, Charlie Kirk, Harry Picker, and they'll be in those sort of numbers because they, they get to play early. So they, they do have experience. Um, uh, and, 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 you know, you always hope that you can take some momentum from a, a result and a performance like that. I will just say that what, what you were saying about the uh, you'd rather play well, play like crew and lose. I, th- I think that's a little bit easy to say. I think, you know, crew, crew always play like crew. Um, and, you know, they, they, they go up leagues and they go down leagues. And, and l- let me tell you, no, but not many fans see it as a consolation that they're trying to play football when they're losing games. Um, that soon becomes a, 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 a play second fiddle to the priority. And, and also, if you're trying to play football, but you're not you're not good enough at it, you've not got the players, um, you've not got the quality in the squad, which happens at crew because obviously they um, they, they sell the they sell the best players all the time, and you have those cycles where there's a dip in terms of the quality that you've got coming through the academy. Uh, some players have to go in when they're not ready um, and, and and develop and learn on the job. Um, the, the, you know you, you soon get fans feeling probably as miserable as you feel right now so it, it it really is about the, the perfect combination of course is playing great football and winning games that is that's the ideal and that's what crew got yesterday um but um, from a from a supporters and players perspective i think you know if you're losing it's not a great consolation that you're trying to play passes together and you're trying to make moves because you, you still find yourselves on the back foot anyway if you can't if you're not good enough at doing it you find yourself on the back foot not being able to do it very well moves breaking down people getting frustrated so whichever way Northampton try to find a way to sort of turn the corner whether it's changing the manager changing the style whatever that is that I think I think everyone will buy into it if it's successful however it's uh, it's been achieved whether that's good football or still the direct style it'll it'll you'll always be miserable if you're if you're not winning games and yeah I suppose that as I say the ideal combination is great football great results and the worst combination is Poor football and poor results, and uh, you know I can see that. Obviously, you're you're seeing a little bit of that at the moment. 
Yeah, but I just think there's a golf at the moment, and you know, there's just a little bit of movement that we can have to move into a, a position whereby we are playing in a you know more partable style. You know, it's a small margin. It's not. We don't need a massive improvement. Just a, a, a you know a medium level improvement can happen. You know, and it is it is possible. And I don't think I think the important thing is, and I'm quite pleased about this, is that in the past, Cobblers fans, you know, we used to go to the hotel end back in the day, and you know, in those days. We would probably, you know, accept a load of old rubbish and not, you know, not say anything. There's, there's this idea that cobblers were born to suffer and stuff like that. Now, cobblers fans actually are having slightly higher um, expectations and hopes, you know, hopes about how football should be done and stuff. And I think that's that's a, that's a positive thing and something the club are going to just have to accept, really. Um, but just just to add to what I said, back in the day, the intent from the players back in those bad old days at the county ground, in my opinion, was actually slightly higher than what we're seeing at the moment. You know, they weren't great footballers. <clears throat> but they put a shift in and they put their heart into it and that's really I think what all you know cobblers play, uh, fans want as a, as a very basic so we'll see how it gets on um, we've got a good opportunity it's a very jam-packed league so we've always got opportunities to turn it around and we'll see what happens next but yeah that just from my perspective that performance on Saturday quite concerning as to how things are going to go but thanks for everyone for joining us and hopefully we can talk again next time uh, in you know in happier circumstances and can I just say at the end just full credit to crew I thought they played really well and sometimes when we you know moan a lot about our performances we sort of lose track of what crew did right and I think it's really sporting to say that crew played really well and uh, your commentary yesterday was good as well Pierre so you know fair play to them but um, thanks everyone for joining us and we'll all talk again soon take it easy guys brilliant cheers all see you later guys cheers guys have a good weekend yeah. Bye-bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com slash covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. warbyparker.com slash covered.